Hi, I'm Kelly Shan and this is my podcast, Life Journey. I hope you find some inspiration and happiness for your own life in the words and experience from my guests. This episode of Life Journey is proudly brought to you by The Right Mind. The Right Mind is a boutique and personalised leadership development company. It has provided transformational change to thousands of individuals and their organisations. TRM is now offering their collective knowledge from their leadership and organisational programs as part of their virtual Anywhere, Anytime online programs. They are proud to support personal stories that inspire and challenge each of us to be the best version of ourselves. I'm delighted today to have Ben Dobbin with me. Dobbo, as he is known, is a radio announcer at Triple M and also a well-respected NRL commentator and a man of many diverse talents. Now, Dobbo, your story is just so interesting because you grew up in Sydney, left school and it ended up on Brunette Downs. So tell me how all that happened. (laughs) Well, I went... I went to school, boarding school in Sydney to Riverview um, and my parents got divorced and mum moved to Sydney and I I left school and I didn't have any idea what I want to do. And my best mate, who's now, you, you guys might know, a guy called Ben Fordham, who's mm-hmm. my best friend from boarding school, I said to him, oh, I'd love to go to the Territory. And he said, oh, you won't last. I'd literally never ridden a horse. I'd never, ever... I had no idea. So what made you decide? Oh, because I went at board. Because I went to boarding school, and I used to go out to my mates' farms every week in the holidays. Like yeah. I had mates from Wellington, and and I liked the physical labour, and I liked what it was about. And I, I I'd been to a couple of BNSs and sort of thought, ah, oh, <laughs> they won't bad. But I, I then so I literally rang um, this mate of mine, David Bradford, who was at Mullally, and I said, Brad, I'm thinking of going to to the territory, and he goes, well. You're not going up there on your own. I'll come with you. And like he was looking for an escape. Um, and so I literally rang Jeff Wagstaff. Um, I got Carmel. Um, and I said, Oh, hi, my name's Ben Dolan. I'm looking for a job. And they said, Have you ever ridden a horse? And I said, No. And they said, Have you ever been on a farm? I said, No. And <laughs> anyway, I must have appreciated your honesty. Oh, well, I was straight up. I had no idea. And so I then literally, um, I then said, Well, okay. Why don't we? Why don't we try and? Um, Carmel said, "I'll get Jeff to call you that night." And I literally, I still remember. It. My mum lives in Mossman in Sydney on the harbour, and I was on a phone looking at the Opera House. And Jeff Wagstaff said, "You want to come to the Northern Territory?" I was nineteen years of age, and he said, "Oh, mate, I don't think we've got enough spots for you." I said, "Listen, I just need a chance." And he said, "Right, I'd be here." And I was there on I think January the eleventh or February the eleventh, and. I went to the Brunette Downs in the Northern Territory. I went out to Mullally. We went from Mullally to Miles, Miles to Mount Isa, and Mount Isa to Brunette Downs in three days, and it actually made me. Uh, I would not be here today, and I say it, and yeah. I've said it, I would not be here today doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for going to the Territory as a jackaroo. It yeah. broke me, but it made me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. a, yeah a phenomenal story in the sense that for the first three weeks of my life there, um, I went to a GPS school. I was a yeah, yeah, knew everything. I cried myself to sleep for the first three weeks. It was that hard. I had no comprehension of what a work ethic was like. I had no comprehension of what, you know, that you judged on your work ethic, not if you're a great bloke and you can talk crap, if yeah. you're, you're actually judged on your morals and your, who you are. And I had it completely wrong. But 
I, I wasn't, you know, you hear these stories, oh, you're getting bashed. I was never bashed or anything like that. Mm. There was just an expectation on how you were to behave and how you to work, and I didn't meet that, and I struggled with it because normally reputation in Sydney's in the city, sometimes people get by by just talking about well, what they've done or yeah. and you could you can get away. Up there, there was nowhere to hide. I was with eight blokes in a stock camp rolling a swag and you had to be sh- shaved and hair comb when you went to dinner and that, and it just got me and... I ended up from going from struggling to actually embracing it, to loving it, to mm. just absolutely. I still remember this day. I'm at the brunette races and this bloke from Gladstone was doing an auctioneer and I thought to myself, oh, my God, that's what I want to do. I want to be an auctioneer. Okay. So you were at brunette for I was 12 at brunette, months. Yeah, and I heard the auctioneer at the brunette races. Right, and so okay. I went up to him and I said, how do you do this? Oh, wow. And he said to me, he, true as I stand, he said, my voice is gone, come and have a go. And I'd never done it, so I walked out there and I had a, I was dreadful, but I had a go in front of everybody and all of my mates from my stock camp were there. So they said, he said to me, at the end of every night when the last mob of cattle in, start counting and adding them up. So I started doing that and I re- went to Jeff and said, oh, how do I get there? He goes, well, I know a bloke called John Robbins. Write a letter to him because we didn't have, there's no internet. Write a letter. And so I wrote a letter to John Robbins in Brisbane and said, my name's Ben Dobbin. I'm a jackaroo at Brunette Downs. I love a start. And I got an interview with them over the phone and they said to me, go to Springshaw. And I'm like, where is Springshaw? <laughs> you got to start yeah. with Primac Elders. And I, um, they flew me to Emerald. A bloke picked me up and I had two bags and not a lot of money. And I, end, I and that was in 1999, I ended up at Springshaw and... And so how long did you work as an auctioneer? Uh, so I was an auctioneer till 2012. Um, so I, my, my journey was I started in Springshaw. I won Auctioneer of the Year two years later, Young Auctioneer of the Year at the ECA and um, and loved it. I went to Mara under Peter Ryan and oh, worked yeah. for Peter Ryan for 12 months and then Noel Grant offered me a job to go to me and Dara and my first wife had, was from Condamine. Um, and so I went to Mandara and, um, we started the business out of Mandara and, um, like if you go to Mandara, you go, oh, there's nothing there, but it was actually, it was a, I mean, if you're an agent, it was a, it was a great, great place to the live. place is always Yeah. Amazing. And they're great people in there and, you know, and it, it was really good. And I got to sell out of Dolby and I got to sell out of Roma and, and GDL at that stage was privately owned and it was just a, Noel Grant, Peter Daniel and Jamie Long, they were just they they it was we were on the cusp of something great and we were all united it was just phenomenal yeah. it was it was a great time look and, and then jamie sold his share and we got all offered a share so i bought a share into grant daniel long and i was oh, yeah. a shareholder of gdl and rural co took over and it was awesome but yeah. you're obviously quite an entrepreneurial because yeah. you started a, a, a meat wholesale company business, yeah. well well we we bought a farm and everybody knows what 05 06 07 was like it was just yeah. terrific drought yeah. and I had all these mates in Sydney Still. who were there. I had all these mates in Sydney who had no idea about what good meat was. And off the what came and it's I'm sorry to diverse, I was I went to Penny's Butchery at Mossman and I asked them for a rib fillet and they bought out this bit of crap and I'm like, nah, 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 go and get me the good stuff out yeah. the back. They didn't have it. I said at the time, Oh my god, there's a real opening here. Yeah. So I bought cube rolls off Kilcoy for nineteen dollars, a ton of them. I didn't have anywhere to sell them. I hired a cold room truck, drove them to Sydney and um, sold them for $29 a kilo and put $10 a kilo on them. 
and I made five grand in a day. And I was like, oh. what is going on? Like, oh, we work our tail off so yeah. hard. There's a market here. So I then got into business and I talked to these great, who are still my dear friends, Philip and Adele Hughes um, and, and their family, and we started Rangeland Quality Meats together. Mm-hmm. We got flooded in 2011. My best mate, Ben Fordham, for a cha- gets told by Channel 9, the flood, you need to go somewhere. He's the godfather of my two children. He goes, I'm going to Condamine because my mate Dobbo's there. We've been drinking all afternoon. He has to do a cross for the flood appeal at uh, at 7.30. He says, come on with me. Come and keep me company. I'm standing there. Not a word of a lie. He says, you're going to be in this. I said, no, I'm not. He throws to me during the flood appeal. I get the microphone full of bravado auctioneer, half full of rum and coke and go, yeah, Australia, you need to swap. And it went from there. Gary Burns from Channel 9 rang that night and said, I'd like to have a meeting with you. The footy show then said, we'd like you to be our Queensland correspondent, even though I'm from New South Wales. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went and did that. Well, you're on the right Yeah, side. and so then from there I had the meat business. I thought, there's a win- There's a small window here. Like it's yeah. it, it's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I went, well, okay, um, we better give this a go. I got paid, I think, $500 across. I did that. The next year, Triple M said, oh, you're an auctioneer. We'd like to give you a start. Um, on a sports show called Dead Set Legends with Ben Eichen and Kevin Walters, and they paid me no money, yeah. but it was a start. Yeah. The same bloke who gave me a start, Rex Morris, also owned a rural rural network called the Resonate Broadcast Network, and he, after 12 months, said to me, oh, we've got this rural show that I think you'd be really good at called Rural Queensland Today. Would you mind? And so I went from, like, absolutely nothing to yeah. calling Rugby League hosting a sports show and hosting a rural show. And I was like, well, it doesn't get any better than this. Yeah. So we, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, I well, get... I was just going to say, do you think that we worry too much about where our future's heading? I mean, I know you have to plan for your future and everything, but from my experience, I think you just get led into places. So do you think we get too hung up Definitely. on... Definitely. On... I, I had no idea at 18. We're asking our... We're asking 18-year-olds to make oh, yeah. a decision on their life. I didn't work out what I truly wanted to do. Like, I always wanted to be a farmer. I don't come from a family with a farm. So yeah. for me to be a farmer, it, like, we've got 40 acres, we, you know, it's, it's great. We've got a few cattle on adjustment yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm loving it. But I never had the family that could pass on the property. Yeah. And then when I tried to, it just forgot to rain. It yeah, just forgot yeah, the yeah, rain, yeah. and it doesn't matter. And there's so much luck involved. Yeah, it's tough, and it, it mentally is challenging. It just drained us. It, yeah. it broke up a marriage. Like, but my first wife and I, it, I reckon it was the catalyst for because of the failure and everything. It was the catalyst of what was the starting point of the breakdown of my marriage. Which it's by the by. I'm not the first. I won't be the last mm-hmm. person. But there's no question that what I wanted to do at 18 is different to what I want to do at 35, and I finally at 43 this year, know exactly where I want my career to go. And I put so much pressure on myself to have the answers. I was an agent for 12 years and I loved every minute of it, but there was this burning in me, is this all I'm going to do? Yeah. And I was yeah. worried about what, but it just I just got led this way and, yeah. and it's just taking the opportunities when you, when you actually want them. Like I would not have known. A bloke by the name of Rex Morris said to me, have you ever called a rugby league game? And I lied and said, yep. 
And he said, well, can you do a demo up? <laughs> I did the 94 grand final because I'm a mad Bulldogs fan. And he said, you've got six games. My first game I ever called of rugby league, I had Wendell Saylor and Gordon Tallis as my co-commentators and I called a Brisbane Broncos game. I never called, and that is a true story, and I was absolutely hopeless. But you know what? Somebody believed in me, gave me a start, and every time we improved and you just got better and better and better, I think I'll call 50, 50 NRL games this year. Um Oh, I do it with my eyes closed, you know, yeah, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's what I do. But it was because somebody gave me a chance and there was a small window and you wanted to go through it. Like, we get opportunities all the time. Yeah. And I think we put way too much pressure. We box everybody now. Like, I, but I will say this now, if I go, if I could give anybody some advice, I'd say, I've told my son and my daughter they're going to the Territory. They, you need to have that year. You need to get a work ethic because I think that's what creates opportunities, hard work. Yeah. They seem to come. I, I don't have a problem with working big hours because I learnt that back when I was and 18, also 19. not expecting something for everything you, you do. do. Like, that's really just do important it. too because, yeah, then they saw that you yeah. were someone worthwhile, and they, you know. Jeff Wagstaff could have sacked me 20 times over in the first month, but the one thing I did do was I worked and I tried to keep – and eventually you get people believing in you. And I, I'm really honest about this. I, I work in an industry now where people clock on and clock off, and I – the only way you get ahead is by hard work, and I'm still doing it. And it doesn't really matter what age you are no. either because you can do anything at any age. And, look, I will say this to everybody. Just because you live in where you live, you, you don't be boxed in. I, I, I'm really about that now. Yeah. Like, I, I would never have thought I'd be in Brisbane working, and I get to, oh, yeah. I get to host a radio show, which is agricultural-based every day. I get to call rugby league, which I love doing. I still get to ride a horse. I still get to breed a chook. Yeah. You know, grow a few cattle. You know, you can do it, and it's it's yeah. not restricted to just oh well, I'm going down this path, and that's it. Yeah, and what a great thing for your kids to see you yeah. achieve what you've done. Well, I don't know. Sometimes they're proud because I had them on radio, but yeah, I still sort of think that. I sort of think, well, they can always say that I left nothing in the tank, and that's yeah, yeah. it's about a legacy that's, a bit, isn't it? And yeah. that's what I reckon. I can they can say. When that time happens, whenever it is, um, well, at least we know he left nothing in the tank and he really tried to create a legacy for us. So that's my story. Thanks, Dwight. Cheers. Thanks for listening to my interview. If you'd like to hear more from Life Journey, subscribe to our podcast and we'll let you know when we have new interviews coming up.